Welcome to the Morning Brew by News by the Catalyst today. It's Wednesday, June 16th. I am Noni Maingi, and here's how we're making you smarter today. What is Kenya's state of labor rights? A fairy catastrophe like Francis Atwoli's sign? Plus, why does the Queen of England have a throne in Nigeria? That said, protests in Africa during the pandemic is today's one big thing. From 7th to 19th June, governments, workers, and employers' representatives from the 187 ILO member states are coming together online to discuss the world of work issues, including a human-centered recovery from the pandemic. Now, what are the big facts that you should know? Labor unions across Africa have lost a lot of negotiating power due to a more democratized environment across the continent with a lot more freedom of expression and organization overall, which is a good thing. Where labor rights are now being fought for by NGOs, employer unions, and multiple other unions over and above the main organizing body, such as KOTU in Kenya. In countries like South Africa and Kenya, there are several sector, sectoral wage commissions consisting of representatives of employers, trade unions, and governments, which either determine minimum wages for their corresponding sector or they make a recommendation to the labor ministry which then chooses an appropriate wage level. In the recent changes of the year 2000s, in the legal frameworks in many African countries, such as Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, Egypt, Morocco, Zambia, and Mauritius, there are positive elements for organized industrial relations. These new labor legislations attempt to regulate industrial relations in accordance with the requirements of a changing global production regime. Typically, these laws try to strike some balance between the flexibility demands of employers and the security and representation demands of workers. In today's fact, did you know that the Queen of England has a throne in Nigeria? A popular myth among the ethnic people of southern Nigeria alleges that the King Ayamba V, a 19th century Nigerian king, was married to Queen Victoria. Moving on into protests across Africa, which is today's one big thing. Protests across Nigeria, Senegal, South Africa in 2021 have rocked mainstream media and the continent. For the world's youngest continent, which is Africa, young people constitute the biggest proportion of the African population and are the most affected demographic group in any country's socioeconomic and political developments. By 2019, Almost 60% of Africa's population was estimated to be under the age of 25 years old. The youth utilize the internet and social media for mobilization and organizing activities. Supporting each other through during protests, through blogging and popular social media platforms such as Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp and Instagram. And you can see why the Nigerian government goes after went after Twitter as one of these platforms, and other African governments have actually been involved in shutdowns across the continent. Popular youth-led groups such as Yen Amare, which means fed up, from Senegal, Lebelai Citoyen, the Citizens' Boom from Burkina Faso, Fees Must Fall from South Africa, and Forces of Freedom and Change 14 of Sudan have also become popular movements spearheading demonstrations. Young people such as Fu Malade, Alu Sane, of Yen Amare and Bobby Wine, 
who is a musician, activist, and politician from Uganda, have become inspirations during demonstrations. These young leaders have been leading street protests, marches, and rallies that have inspired the youth to unite and speak with one voice. However, youth demonstrations have not allowed young people to directly influence the post-protest governments. Even young activists struggle to translate the political grievances of protest movements into a broader political agenda. It is a challenge for most of these protests to maintain their momentum and establish long-lasting solutions for their initial purpose and objectives. This can be attributed to the fact that most youth movements are built out of discontent and are developed and coordinated from the streets with little resources. Hence, they are not strong enough to challenge and disentangle long-established systems, which in most cases are made up of revolutionary political parties that fought for independence and have been around for a long time. Such political systems are well-resourced, coordinated, and have influence in many local, regional, and international institutions. Hence, the youth are easily infiltrated and manipulated and cannot remain active in the streets indefinitely. In most cases, such youth protests are dispersed through forceful means, which includes police and military brutality. So while young Africans have long represented and are an important constituency for political change and mobilization in Africa, we will still wait to see if demonstrations can and will influence post-protest polit- politics and development. The determination by youth movements to bring about complete and long-lasting political change and development is evident. And with the internet, we are in- increasingly seeing youth movements connecting across the continent that are interested in influencing change and that can draw some lessons from other Africans' experiences. Thank you for listening to The Morning Brew. I am Noni Maingi. Please follow us on news by The Catalyst on social media. Stay safe and we will be with you tomorrow morning again.